When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Hi, it's John Taffer from Bar Rescue. Did you know the second building in America was a tavern? When I built my new restaurant franchise concept, Taffer's Tavern, I thought back to the roots of what makes a tavern a tavern. Timeless character. All while delivering an unbelievably delicious food and beverage experience. That paired with my 40 plus years in the industry provides a clear roadmap to success. Do you have what it takes to be a Taffer's Tavern franchisee? If so, I'd love to hear from you. Visit franchise.tafferstavern.com. This, I love it, is the Rich Eisen Show. Brett Favre here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Green Bay's not going anywhere without Aaron Rodgers in the next few years. I think they burned a bridge that it's going to be hard to uh, overcome. So I guess my last one for you, Brett, and it's uh, it's a difficult question, but I'm going to ask it yourself. I think he'll play You think he will not end his career as a Green Bay Packer just like you? My gut tells me no. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Weekdays at noon Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio Channel 211 and on the Sirius XM app. We'd all like to get out of our homes a bit more, and when we do, washing our hands and using hand sanitizer will be critical for safety. You can count on forcefieldproducts.com for top quality hand sanitizer and all natural protective barrier products. Manufactured right here in the U.S. We offer super portable one ounce hand sanitizer pump bottles up to super sized pump bottles for home and office. And protection against dry skin. Visit forcefieldproducts.com and use discount code radio for 10% off today. Forcefield.com discount code radio. Our work is so Something to be proud of. We make the products people use, the products that make their lives simpler, the high-tech tools to help defend our country, and the innovations that will shape the future. Some say American industry can't keep up anymore. I say our work is proof that made in the USA still means something. The power professionals of the IBEW, proudly American, proudly union.
If you've missed a minute of sports from the sidelines on MLB Network Radio, catch every episode on demand with the SiriusXM app. It's athletes and executives talking to athletes and executives. Hear former All-Stars Dale Murphy, Don Mattingly, Tim Raines, and Steve Sachs break down baseball in the 80s. Trevor Bauer, Matthew Boyd, and Tyler Glasnow talk pitching in 2020. Rocket broadcaster Jenny Kavnar leading a roundtable discussion with the most influential women in baseball. Don't miss sports from the sidelines. Available now on the SiriusXM app. Search sidelines. Motivation. Hard to come by on any day. And these days spent locked inside bring a whole new challenge to the motivation game. Stuck getting into your exercise routine at home? It's go time. Go sleeves are compression sleeves with built-in kinesiology tape for support and comfort that is unprecedented. Just like sheltering at home. With go sleeves, aches and pains that are keeping you from much needed physical activity go away. When exercising actually feels good, there's no better motivation. The kinesiology tape built into go sleeves actually lifts and stretches your skin, which accelerates your body's natural ability to heal itself. Get your blood flowing and your energy going today. Just pull on a go sleeve and experience what top performing athletes use to deal with pain and recover from injuries. Visit GoSleeves.com and use discount code RADIO for 20% off. GoSleeves.com discount code RADIO. That's G-O-Sleeves.com and enter discount code RADIO. GoSleeves.com discount code RADIO. Hey, this is Tony Bruno. Be a part of my new show weekday starting at 3 p.m. Eastern on Dan Patrick Radio, Sirius XM channel 211 and on the Sirius XM app. The great Bob Nightingale for USA Today may be the most optimistic baseball writer in the United States today. And he joins us right now. Bob, appreciate the time, man. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, man. We were just debating gorilla, greatest gorillas of all time, and I know that doesn't matter in baseball, but although there, there's a Phoenix gorilla, the, the gorilla in Arizona for the Phoenix Suns is also a great mascot. All right, before we get, let's talk, let's get to baseball, because you have a column today where you say Despite the bitterness, you believe it'll get done. It may not start on the 4th of July. No hard deadline. I think it will happen. You'll see. So you're that, you're that sure that we will see baseball this summer. I really am, Tony. I mean, just the two sides know they have too much to lose. It'd be disastrous. It would be a, uh, you know, just crushing blow to the sport, crushing blow to the, to the salaries and, and to the free agent class this winter. So, yeah, no, no recent agreement. I mean, it's all good right now. It always is at the beginning. But, yeah, I'd, I'd be shocked if they don't reach a compromise. I know there is no hard deadline, but, you know, deadlines, you know, force action. But there has to be at some point a, a, a date or a week or two where it, it, it would be too late for them to get in any kind of real season, right? Well, you're still talking a ways away. I mean, uh, you know, for – for an 82-game season, yeah, you'd probably want to get something, you know, something done by, you know, mid to late June. Right. Uh, but you go down to 70 games or 60 games if you had to and just, you know, keep on talking. You think they would, there would be wow. – there's people already complaining about 82 is just borderline enough to have a, a, a semi-legitimate season. If they played 60 games, you think people would say, yeah, that's a good idea. We'll settle for 60 games. I think they'd take anything. I remember when they uh, talked about if the uh, pandemic was shut on the sport until September, even having like a, just a tournament type thing just to get some baseball in. I mean, I think people would be upset, but at least 60 games is better than nothing. Uh, yeah, I don't think baseball wants that. I think baseball you know, wants at least a half a season you know, to more uh, you know, legitimize the season and make sure that when we win the World Series championship, you know, it feels like World Series champions. 
We're talking with Bob Nightingale of USA Today. You know, and some of the latest stuff we've seen, and I agree that they have to eventually make a decision because we saw in 94, you know, the players will take the blame, even though there's blame to go both ways. But you have Scott Boros telling his clients to refuse salary cuts. You know, you have Max Scherzer with some strong words just last night about there's no way we can take this. How do they bridge this gap? I mean, it seems like a lot of the players, especially the big money players, seem to be really reluctant to having their salaries cut in half and even more than so, more than half. Yeah, but remember when, the, uh, when this whole agreement was signed, it was under the uh, premise that there would be fans in the stands. It even says in the contract, hey, if there's no fans, if there's travel restrictions, you're allowed to open that thing up and, uh, and you know, talk about in good faith, negotiate new contract terms. So, you know, I think maybe, you know, the union can do what they want with it instead of, you know, having the biggest guys take the biggest cuts, maybe make it an even, you know, flash across the board, that sort of thing, or, or some kind of, uh, you know, raise the minimum next year to help the young guy. So I think all the owners were doing in this agreement was what they were doing with their own clubs. Whoever makes the most got the biggest pay cut. So if, if your players don't want it that way, you know, they can certainly change that around. How much ill will really exists between the players and the owners because the owners sort of they basically waited a long time until they gave their first proposal, sort of putting the pressure on the players, you know, to make a, a quick decision. Well, I think the uh, you know, the owners will say, "Well, we're we were prepared to give a revenue sharing plan two weeks ago, a fifty-fifty split," and then when the union came out and said they wanted no part of it, then they had to go back to the drawing board. And do that. You know, in the meantime, they were at least you know able to come up with a uh, safety protocol, things like that. You know, not that the union has agreed to that yet, but it's very comprehensive and exhaustive and all that. So it wasn't like they were just wasting time. Uh, you know, they, the owners would love to get a uh, as many games as they can, but their biggest fear is don't go too deep because of the uh, second wave of the virus comes back and cancels the postseason. And there goes about a billion dollars in TV money. Mm -hmm. We're talking with the great Bob Nightingale, USA Today, baseball columnist. And uh, the other thing that's interesting is baseball, unlike the other sports, I mean, hockey's going to have hub sites. The NBA is probably going to Disney. But the baseball teams would play in their own, in their own stadiums, right? Yeah, and that, and that was big. Cause remember one time they're talking about just playing in Arizona, just playing in Arizona and Florida. And I think the players you know, came out and said, hey, we want to play in our own home setting. And of course, the sponsor, you know, sponsors want to do that. But if you're sitting back and watching a Yankee game, at least you're looking at a familiar site rather than watching the Yankees play at some spring training site in Florida. Yeah, I think that's huge because that's, that's what a lot of fans want, even though the fans can't go there. Right. Well, maybe at some point during the season, maybe you could incorporate fans. Yeah, because football's talking yeah. about bringing fans in. And so if baseball's going in September – Maybe they start incorporating fans in as the testing gets better and more and more players can get tested. We test ourselves every day. You know, at the gates, they, they check your tickets and scan you. They look in your bags. Why not just do a temperature check when fans come in with masks on? Yeah, that's what they're doing in the, uh, South Korea, just with the temperature checks for all the players and the coaches. They say when they leave the parking lot and go into the uh, ballpark, you know, they just do a quick temperature check. It takes like 20 seconds. And then, boom, you're in there. Not, they haven't had an incident yet. Now, the other thing is, we were talking about earlier, and that is, of course, if somebody hits 400. I know that's been debated. You guys have been debating it, all the baseball writers talking about, well, you know, if somebody hits 400, will that count? Yeah, the World Series trophy is going to be giving out, given out, so will they count as a real World Series? Will there be asterisks, my favorite word in sports now? 
uh, talking to managers, GMs, players, they'll tell you up and down that a World Series championship this year, you know, providing say it's an 81-83 game season, will mean even more than a regular season because of just everything everybody's gone through. You know, going to spring training, stopping it, not knowing when it's going to start up again, but just the uh, emotional and physical, physical wear and tear. Now, if somebody hits 400, you know, there won't be an asterisk, but people will remember that as the back of their mind, uh, that, oh, yeah, you can hit 400 in a short season, but, you know, doing a long season is almost impossible to do. Because if you break it down, there's a whole lot of guys that would hit, you know, 400, you know, over 81 games. What about something where, you know, in, in the negotiation where the players maybe, you know, trade like some short-term losses for more big-picture gains down the road with changes in the, in the revenue? Well, the thing is, the collective bargaining agreement expires in a year, you know, after the, uh, after the next season. Mm-hmm. So you can't go too far down the road without interfering with that. It's been discussed maybe doing a uh, deferred salaries. I think the fear among the uh, players is you do deferred salaries, and the free agent market gets so quiet this winter saying, well, I can't afford you because I owe, uh, you know, $50 million of deferred salaries next year. Mm-hmm. So I think they want to be a little careful on that front as well. Now, uh, your fellow writer at USA Today, Steve Gardner, uh, writing a piece about Major League ball players uh, look for financial lifeline as they pretty much have, they've stopped playing, paying the minor league guys, right, as effective today, I believe. Well, some guys are getting, uh, some teams are, are still paying them, you know, the 400 to 450 a week, but some of these same teams that are paying them are well, laying off about 30, 40 minor leaguers, you know, just splashing and, and burning the minor league system. So every team now, is really, uh, you know, knocking off about 30 guys uh, on, on their rosters because there's going to be no minor league season, uh, you know, only five rounds of a draft. So everybody's looking to cut corners every way they can. Yeah, the A's uh, yesterday revealed that they will stop the payments at the end of the month to the minor leaguers. The White Sox have said they'll pay their minor leaguers through the end of June. The Padres and Marlins have pledged payments to the end of August. Other teams expected to announce their intentions in the coming days. So, I mean, this is all flexible. You mentioned depending on the teams, depending on their financial situations, that's how it looks like it's playing out, right? Yeah. I mean, even Seattle, you know, getting kudos yesterday. You know, saying, oh, we're going to pay our minor leaguers through the end of August. You know, then it comes out today, oh, by the way, we just uh, laid off 35, 40 of our minor league players. <laughs> so what, what good does it do when you're, when you're unemployed anyway? Well, it says here in the case of the A's, Players having those uh, being cut from the team sooner than later might be to their benefits. It's the unemployment payment plus the extra $600 a week would actually be more income than they would be making just by being paid by the team. Wow. No, that's true. That's true. I mean, you, you, I run out of, you know, I live in Phoenix here. I run that all the time with Uber drivers. No Uber drivers anymore in Phoenix are very few because they say the same thing. I can make more money unemployment than I can drive in uh, Uber. You know, thinking of looking at my last paycheck on the show, I could probably make more money on unpl- unemployment than doing this every yeah, day. You think so, too? Absolutely, but I love doing this, so I'm sacrificing for the good of the people out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I liked, I liked your tweet a couple hours ago because you put out the odds, and obviously when, when somebody, you know, at a casino or offshore book or whatever says you've got to risk 500 to win 100, that's that's they're going to play baseball. That that indicates somebody somebody pretty important thinks they're going to play. Yeah, you know how you know gambling is so tied with baseball now. Baseball is almost a bracing gambling. So yeah, you wonder who they're who they're talking to. 
So, no, you're right. If it's minus 500, that means they're going to play. <laughs> because the Vegas is, you know, if you're going to lay $500 to win $100 on will we have baseball this year, you know, they know that that's pretty much a prohibitive bet. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's the thing, too, is they, uh, I mean, even uh, Tony Clark, the union chief, I know that show was taped a couple weeks ago, but I think he was on HBO Real Sports uh, over the weekend. And I think they asked him what the percentage chance of, of baseball playing this year. And I think he said 85%. You know, so, and he's a union chief. He could issue these bets, uh, who knows, or, or, or kind of try to bluff his way like it's going to be a, uh, you know, a tough decision. But he was very optimistic as well. Now, you remember 94, and there was a fiasco, and everybody's, you know, in the bottom line, everybody's, I'm not going to watch baseball anymore. You know, there's all these polls out there. Will you watch baseball next year if there's no season this year? And so there's a lot of things, but people eventually come back because we love baseball. But does it, I mean, each time, though, it takes a hit because the younger generation is reluctant to watch baseball. Even the kids who play, it's the old argument with soccer. You know, everybody has kids that they play soccer, but when they grow up, they don't want to play soccer. Everybody had kids who played Little League when I was growing up and had my kids. Mm -hmm. Now a lot of kids don't even play Little League anymore. And so is this going to hurt the sport long term if we don't play baseball this year and they take another hit in the court of public opinion? Oh, yeah, I think it would be devastating, the sport. I think it would take them decades to recover. You know, even uh, even 94, 95, I mean, you know, the McGuire social home run race kind of helped save baseball. But baseball never got back to that attendance level uh, for 13, 14 years. And I think people with the, uh, you know, 35, 40 million Americans out of work and everybody's saying come back and play and guys are fighting over money, uh, I think people would be so disgusted they would turn their back on baseball forever. They really do. Well, speaking of the McGuire-Sosa thing, have you gotten any advanced look at that 30 for 30 coming up? No, I haven't. It'll be interesting. I mean, I, I covered uh, on a lot of that. I covered more of McGuire's games and Sosa's games, but that was a uh, that was a cool thing. It was a cool thing to cover. I mean, you know, those guys were juiced up. Yeah. But but it didn't take anything away because it was just it was it was a show every single night. It was must see TV. You're absolutely yep. right. I mean, ESPN would break into games yeah. when they're at bats. While they had another game on, they would break in live either with either right. the Cubs or the Giants. It was on, and the Cardinals, obviously, back in the day. Now that was a lot of fun. It was like waiting for a space shot, like we were waiting on uh, the other day for a space for the space, space launch X. of SpaceX. <laughs> That's what the at bats were. But the interesting thing is the Lan- the uh, the Lance Armstrong thirty for thirty, the two parter on Sunday night bomb didn't even have a million viewers. So the last dance obviously was captivated the country, but nobody wanted to see the Lance Armstrong thing with the same fervor. Yeah, I, I guess I think just people are so disgusted by him, and we'll see if people are disgusted by uh, McGuire and Sosa. I mean, both, both, both are great guys, and I, I think the way Lance Armstrong treated people along the way is just, just so defiant, mm-hmm. really turned people off, where McGuire and particularly Sosa were, were very affable and they, uh, very fun to be around during the whole show. Now, I agree, and the one thing about those guys is, again, we're talking about nine, in the 90s, so there's a generation, because that's when Jordan was reigning yeah, supreme. Right. There's a generation of people, even if you saw them. It was 22 when, years When ago. you see it again and you get some of the behind-the-scenes stuff and just watching those guys just step up there. And then the cork bat. they got to have the Sammy Sosa bat explodes <laughs> when he had it corked that time. I mean, that was one of the most amazing scenes in baseball history actually happening when he swung the bat at home plate. Yeah, and it used to be kind of common. Remember, Billy Hatcher got caught. A bunch of guys got caught doing that stuff. Uh, but, yeah, it was a uh, 
Yeah, Sosa brought the personality out of McGuire, too. I think McGuire was kind of staying to himself, and Sosa it was, was a, uh, so energetic and everything else. Uh, he, he made it fun. And I, I think those guys, if it wasn't McGuire, maybe both of them were like Time, minute, uh, Time Magazine Men of the Year. I mean, they were that popular. And I remember, you know, ABC News, NBC News was breaking in every night, you know, giving those things, you know, yep. right on the sport channel. Well, the question is, Bob, in 2020, do chicks still dig the long ball? <laughs> well, they still love, people love home runs. I mean, that's why that ball was so juiced last year. People, people love home runs. I, think, I don't think they like to strike out to walks all the time. But uh, people still love home runs. No, and I was reading earlier this, this spring that the ball is going to be different again this year from last year, right? That even in spring training, a lot of the pitchers and players were saying, this is not the same ball we had last year. So I'm looking forward to the day when we complain about the ball every single year. Is it tighter? Is it harder? Is it looser? Is it better than last year? Is it jumping out of the ballpark? Those are the kinds of debates I can't wait to have again, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You love the sports back then. It's like, you know, when people talk about the Houston Astros, people even remember the Houston Astros what happened to them. Once the season starts, it's just like the least of everybody's concerns. And where will you be when the Bobby Bonilla payment is made this summer as he continues <laughs> the greatest contract payout in, in sports history? I still call his agent every, uh, every July 1st. He's in the L.A., and he represented, you know, the big boys, you know, Bonds, and, uh, you know, uh, Tarnable, and George Brett, all those guys. But, yeah, he still, he still laughs about it, and, uh, and, and Bobby Bonilla still thanks him for that. Well, <laughs> July 1st, mark your calendars. That's the day he doesn't have to worry about unemployment. He doesn't have to worry about not getting a check. He will get paid. How many more years on the Bonilla contract now? I think probably five. I, I want to say it's uh, still like 2035. Oh, or 35. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Man. Well, that, speaking of the Astros, the, you see some brewery in Jersey City just put, put out trash can banger beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> So they know baseball's coming back. Exactly. If you're going to put out trash can banger beer, <laughs> how much alcohol? Is it high alcohol content? I uh, can't, uh, can't tell. And, 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 the, and the, the can is it of the old Astros jerseys oh, from the 80s. Brilliant. So it's a metal can, but it's shaped like a trash can, and it's got the uh, stripes, the, the orange, orange and yellow. yellow stripes on the oh, bottom. Oh, that's great. That is phenomenal. i got to get a case of that. <laughs> We may have to pour that on a Friday. <laughs> one thing, you know, one of my favorite Sammy Sosa's lines of all time, and I have it right here. Just keep it continue the same thing. Just keep it continue the same thing, man, when he was had that streak going. And just keep it continue the same thing with the home runs. Just keep it continue the same thing. Exactly right, man. <laughs> Bob Nightingale, Bob, always appreciate your time. Thank you for coming on, sir. Sure, my pleasure. Thank you, guys. Take there he is, the great Bob Nightingale. Breaking it down, Harry. That was quality baseball chatter right there. It was. That's like hot stove quality. <laughs> It was hotter than the hot stove, Harry. Or cool air conditioning (laughs) quality, as in today. At B. Nightingale on Twitter. He is good. This new year, plan for your future with a degree from the University of Maryland Global Campus. UMGC has been online for over 20 years, helping working adults and service members learn the skills they need for the careers they want. UMGC offers online courses, more than 90 programs and specializations, seamless transfer credits, personalized advising, and more. No application fee through February 14th. Classes start soon. Learn more at umgc.edu slash podcast. Certified to operate by Chev.